having the capacity to know that you can't do it all and really, really let people actually be there for you. Hey fam, welcome to the Black Girl Fit Files, a podcast dedicated to overall health, self-improvement, and creating the life you deserve to live. I'm Delijah, founder of Black Girls Pole, ice cream sandwich lover, and obsessive life giver. Join me and frequent guests, which include a roster of dope black women, as we talk about various topics from entrepreneurship to self-love and a little bit of everything in between. Turn up your volume, y'all, and let's get to it. Hey fam, so we know that staying fit and active is essential in prioritizing our health. And as black folks, we definitely know that health is wealth. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero calorie, zero sugar fitness water among national enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. As life gets crazy, because we know it does, Propel is here to help you keep doing you. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel's Immune Support, the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and is an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Check it out y'all hey fam what it do y'all what it do happy happy thursday how are you guys doing you guys i have been going through it this past month and it has been a really really rough couple of weeks after getting over covid you know i had covid God, when did I have it? Like June 18th or something like that after my show. We went home to Ohio for my mom's 70th birthday over the 4th of July weekend. And it was amazing. My mom is 70. I can't believe it. It's it's crazy. But the whole time that we were in Ohio, the baby was teething. His back molars were coming in. He was miserable. He wouldn't eat. He couldn't sleep. He hated everything. He hated everybody. He only wanted mama. He only drank water for like three days because everything that touched his gums basically just oh it 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 was it was a horrific horrible experience i was this close to calling the the pediatrician because he legit would not eat for three days and he was just screaming in pain back molars yo it's it's hard being a two-year-old but he had a fever and he physically just sat on me all day and he slept on me all night like he actually slept on top of my body all night so me getting over covid and then having my child, like, he's like 28 pounds, sleep on me throughout the night. Every time I tried to move him or be like, go to your dad, it it, it was not happening. He didn't want his dada. He didn't want Gigi. He didn't want Papa. He didn't want Aunt Tracy. He wanted nobody but me. So I was exhausted. I, you know, because I didn't sleep. Then we drove back six hours from Ohio to Jersey, had friends over for 4th of July. And last Thursday, like exactly a week ago today, I was up in urgent care because I was so weak. I had a crazy fever. My entire body was aching. I was had this insane cough. Willie had to physically help me like stand up. And I had a viral infection in my lungs. 
My doctor actually said he thought it was another strain of COVID, but thankfully they were able to rule that out. They ruled out the flu. They ruled out walking pneumonia because a cousin of mine that was around us when we were in Ohio, turns out, went to the emergency room for walking pneumonia. But yeah, I had a viral infection. I'm still getting over it. I still kind of have this crazy cough and... I was down for the count and I was like, what is going on? Is this, is this God being like, sit down, like for real, sit down because you've been out for at least three weeks to a month right now. But I say all that to say, (laughs) I I promise I'm going somewhere with all of this. I am feeling a lot better. I was on a medication. They gave me a lot of different prescriptions for like a cough suppressant. And but I'm still you can hear it in my voice. I'm still kind of, you know, I have this cough and all the phlegm and all the things are coming up. I've been in the bed for seven days. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of amazing because I've been working from the bed and then I just roll over and take a nap. And I think my body just really, really just needed this this time to rest. It sucks that it's like smack dab in the middle of the summertime, but it's okay. It's okay. I feel rested. I feel I feel better. So so yeah, but I was thinking about this. I was as I was like laying in the bed and I was thinking about, you know, what the podcast would be about. I really wanted to touch on just what has happened to me over these past 3 weeks and what has kind of happened to me over this past year and that was me allowing people to show up for me when I thought that nobody wanted to show up. And I I wanted to touch on this today and talk about what it looks like to have people show up for you and also having the capacity to know that you can't do it all and really, really let people actually be there for you. Right? So you know you have your circle of friends. You know who you can call on for certain things. You know who you can depend on. You know who can depend on you to show up. But I think that sometimes we allow our assumptions of what we think our family or our friends will say when we need them. I think we allow our assumptions to impact our relationships with our circle. And, you know, I know that we're all busy. I get it. We have lives. People have lives. People are trying to get back into the swing of things. It's summer and we're trying to travel because COVID took us out for so long. And this pandemic just really weighed on a lot of our mental and emotional, you know, everything. But we do carry this assumption that people are not going to support us and show up for us. And it can really do a negative number on the growth of your friendships. So, of course, I, I started... I I had a lot of time in the bed, but I really started like thinking about my childhood and thinking about how how I expected people to show up and for me as a child and as a teenager versus what I do now. So I remember I had a close friend growing up and she was never allowed to go out. She was never allowed to hang out after school. She wasn't allowed to talk on the phone past a certain time because she had really strict parents. And as a kid, I can remember like this, this need of needing to talk to her and being like, Oh, oh my God, I always want to talk to you, but I can't talk to you. And you're never allowed to do things. And, and it impacted me. And I felt like, you know, she was never quote there for me when I was a teenager, but 
But thinking back and reflecting on that, you know, these issues that I had and the things that I thought I needed her for, it really just wasn't her fault that she was unable to show up for me. She showed up for me during school and she showed up for me when she could, but there were there were certain things that I was like, oh my gosh, you're just never around. And I think that sometimes we have these trigger moments from childhood that can sometimes play into who we are as adults. And I think that we think that you know, people are not there for us. Like, like maybe that friend that you, but maybe you had back in, in high school wasn't there for you, but all in all, she really just had strict parents. And we create these assumptions from childhood that just aren't really applicable anymore. So we can't base how we treat people in our lives now who are completely different from the people from our childhood and from our past, making these assumptions that they won't show up for us like, the previous people didn't. And a lot of these times, those people in our past from 10, 12, 15, 20 years ago, were probably going through their their own growing pains. And they, you know, may not have acted maturely. And they, they were immature about things and not realizing the impact that it would have on you. But we need to recognize that a lot of these things are not personal and it's not a reflection of you and who you are today and and how you deserve people to show up for you when you give them the space to do it. So the question is, is can you give people in your life now the opportunity to show up and stop projecting past experiences onto them? Right. And then also looking back at my inner teenager and my inner childhood, a lot of things that I thought I that I thought people weren't showing up for me for were things that I completely just blew out of the water. And and, you know, I would I would do things and say things like, oh, God, where are you? I really need to talk to you because I want to talk about my outfit for tomorrow because you know so-and-so is going to walk past me after third period geometry. And like, where are you? Oh, your parents suck so bad. And never mind, I'll just call somebody else. It's like, looking back, it's like, Delijah, girl, chill. Like, that was that was not something that, you know, you really, really needed for your friend to be there for you. It's just like, girl, pick the outfit. But... 37 Delijah is like telling like 14 year old Delijah to calm it down. Yeah. So that's, that's one kind of thing that I was thinking about is just our, our childhood traumas and our childhood um, memories that we have. Don't let it play into the people that are around us today. And then I was thinking a lot about like what it looks like to really let people be there for you even when you want to, to be there and even when you want to do something, but you just you just cannot. So I talked about this last week, but I was unable to go to a Black Girls Pole retreat and it really broke my heart, but I learned a valuable lesson in trusting that the people that I have put in place around me actually have my best interests at heart and they want to see me win. So I was unable to go to Austin for the retreat, but not only did my instructors, Joe and Miles, show up and go above and beyond to make sure that everyone was having an amazing experience at the retreat and that everyone was getting to places on time and that the classes that they had were just absolutely phenomenal. But without even pushing her, Piggy, who is my social media intern, 
She was not going to the retreat. She transferred a flight that she had and used the credits that she had for this flight to be able to go to the retreat in my place. And she really just showed up. And I had to step back and just be grateful for this because we we get used to doing things all by ourselves and for ourselves and don't think that anyone else can do it. And it's it's unfair to those people because you're not actually giving them a chance to show you who they are and what they're capable of. And they're they're not children. They don't need us to like hold their hands and and walk them through things. And I thought about this with my with my partner and when it comes to us and and parenting. Like of course he's not going to do things, you know, the way that mama does it and the way that I do things, but he does it. And I have over these few years of being a parent and and doing this parenting thing with him have learned how to be in a spirit of acceptance because he gets things done and he shows up for me. And the more that I communicate the things that I need, the easier it is for him to be able to give those things to me. And we were talking about this the other day where it was like, I cannot just say to you, I'm tired, you know, because my tired and his tired are two completely different tired. And this this goes into play with, you know, if you have a partner, if you if you have a friend, if you have even if you have like a roommate, you you can't say like, I'm tired and then get annoyed because nothing is changing. It's up to you to communicate the why and and changing how how you explain this. So. He doesn't, of course, understand what I'm tired means. I have to pinpoint it and be specific. So the other day I actually said, I'm tired because I feel like this stage of parenting is never going to end. You know, we're in the we're in the twos, we're in the tantrums, we're in the the neediness, and we're just we're just in the throes of of parenthood. And I I said, I feel like this stage of parenting is never going to end. And I I miss having my like my freedom and having my independence the way that we used to, we would just pick up and like go out for drinks or we would just pick up and be like, oh, we're leaving for the weekend. And, and we, we can't do that anymore, you know? And so I've been able to communicate this so that he's able to show up and say, oh, hey, I got us a sitter for the night. Let's go out, you know, so that I can get a little glimpse of of the freedoms that I used to have. And, and it, and it helps me because I'm allowing him to show up for me when I need something and when I feel like depleted. Right. So, so communicating these things is, is really, really important and it's really key, but also just giving people the space to navigate how they decide to show up for you. I think that now this is just, this is me sharing my experience with with you all. But another thing that I do and that I'm if I do it, I'm sure a lot of other people do it and it's assuming that the people in your circle don't care or assuming that the people in your circle are not going to be interested in the things that we have going on that are really big things in our lives. So as you guys know, I'm in the process of opening a space in Harlem and we're looking for investors and and all the things are are happening and it's rolling out and it's going fast. And and I love this process. 
a few months ago, I, well, two stories here. Um, let me think, when was this? Back in like November, I want to say, was out to eat with one of the baby's godfathers. And I told him that we were excited and we were opening up a space and we have no idea what we're doing. And he was like, okay, well, he just, he was so interested and so intrigued in it. And he was like, why didn't you say this earlier? And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I didn't think that you would really care about it. And he's like, well, why wouldn't I care? And I was like, I have no idea. So from that conversation, he dumped all of this knowledge and all of this information into myself and into Sammy. And he is now our advisor for this whole operation. And he cares so much. But I assumed that like he just, you know, that he he would be like, oh, it's just one of her little projects. Right. And I dumbed my myself down and I dumbed down the things that I have going on in my life because I I didn't want to like talk about it with him because it was like, oh, it's just one of those little things that Delijah's off doing and she has these little projects. And it was it was really foolish of me. And now, like looking back at it. So that's story number one. I assume that he didn't care. And now, look, he is my advisor in all of this. And not only has he been helping us with Sada, but he's been helping me a lot with Black Girls Poll as well. So that's Robert. My other godfather, Jaron, who is my son's other godfather, he and I were at lunch one day and he was like, so are you going to tell me about Sada? Because I've been seeing it on social media, but like I'm one of your closest friends and we've known each other for like 10 years and you haven't really shared it with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's going really cool. And and, you know, I'm excited about it. And da, da, da. and I just kind of rushed through it because I assumed that he I guess I assumed that he just wouldn't give a shit. And it's like, Elijah, stop doing this and allow these people to show up for you. So I said, yeah, we're looking for investors and it's kind of crazy. And he was like, well, pitch me. And I go, what? No, no, like you're you. Like I'm not ready to like, I don't want to pitch you. And he's like, well, how do you know that I'm not interested in investing in you? And I stopped and I was like, wait, seriously? And he's like, uh, yeah, like why wouldn't I be, you know, we always talk about this within our group of friends, like we need to help each other out and and we all have these these major plans and we have to pour into each other. And guys, he's going to be one of my investors for SADA. Let that sink in, like let that shit sink in because here I was thinking that my friend wouldn't care and wouldn't be interested in this. And I was thinking that, you know, I'd have to find like these random angel investors are these random people that I don't know. And here he comes ready to invest because he believes in me and he believes in my vision. And, and I had to allow him into a space that we don't really like talk about me and me and him, you know, we've talked about finances and we've talked about what financial freedom looks like. And he shared his experience with me of like 
of getting real estate and wanting to become an investor and wanting to, you know, put his money where his mouth is and stuff like that. But I never thought that he would be interested in investing in my venture. So what does it look like for us to remove our egos and remove thinking that people don't care and allowing them in, allowing them in and being vulnerable enough to share the things that we are going through and to share the things that we have going on, allowing like our circle to, to be able to be a part of that. And even when I told my parents about Sada, you know, I, I was nervous to tell them because my, they're my parents and my parents have seen me talk about going from literally wanting to be like a vet to owning like a goat farm to me being a pole dancer to me wanting to dance back up for Janet Jackson. They've gone through every single dream and goal and everything that I can imagine. Like I, I think one time I told them that I wanted to move to Thailand and just walk with elephants every day. And they're like, okay, like whatever. So when I told them about Sada, it, it wasn't, no, I, even when I told them about black girls pole, my mom was kind of like, huh? You want to do what? But okay, we support you. But when I told them about Sada, my mom just deposited like $3,000 into my account. And she's like, well, here you go. Here's a little bit of seed money. This is what I have right now. And, you know, I hope it gets you somewhere. And that was because I, I expressed this to her and I allowed my parents in and I, I, I walked them through these dreams. And they're my parents, so they believe in me. But yeah. What does it look like to let people show up for you? Now, I say this with one caveat and you know what I'm gonna say. Not everybody is gonna show up for you. And if you've experienced <laughs> certain people letting you down, then you have to know where to meet them and you have to know, you know, maybe they can show up. Maybe that's your brunch friend. Maybe that's your kiki friend. Maybe that's your, oh, we get on the phone every few months and we share the tea friend. Not everybody is equally your friend and not everybody is equally your family and not everybody is equally your circle. You have to know those people and, and you have to use your discernment to, to know. And, and you also have to, I think, put little feelers out there to see how certain people react to what it is that you have going on. Because the same way that I talk about Sada to one person and how they react is gonna be very different from how I talk about Sada to another person and how they react. And that person, they may be the person that's like, oh my God, let me know when you're getting ready to pick paint color because I absolutely love this and I will be there for you for this. I might not have $50,000 to invest, but I can be there and show up for you in this way. Or this person might be like, oh my God, I can totally show, share this with my social media and we can get it popping and I'm going to share it with my audience and I'm going to just celebrate you and give you your flowers, right? Or you might just have somebody that's like, I'm there for the opening. This is how I show my support and I, I want you to see that I support you in, in this way. So you have to know how certain people are going to show up for you. Now, I cannot say this without saying this for 
you know, you allow others to show up, but how do you actually show up for yourself? How do you actually show up for yourself? Being sick these past, this past month, these past three weeks, whatever, really gave me time to, to sink in and the way that I showed up for myself was closing my computer and actually freaking resting. I cannot pour into Black Girls Pole. I cannot pour into the baby. I cannot pour into Sada. I cannot pour into this podcast if my ass is on E. And I gotta say it, my ass was on E. And it was like this mid-year hit. And I said this, I think I said this last, in the last episode, I knew that this year was going to be crazy. And here we are at the halfway mark of 2022. And my body was like, all right, girl, let's uh, lay it down and let's re-energize because starting next week, the first leg of this year, the first half of 2022 was all domestic retreats. The second half of 2022 is all international retreats. I needed to sit in this bed. You guys, I'm actually, funny story, I'm actually recording this podcast from my bed. So if it sounds a little crazy, just just go with it. Just go with it. I'm I'm doing the best that I can right now. (laughs) But I needed to sit my ass in this bed for seven days during COVID plus another seven days during this viral infection to be able to re-energize and refuel and to pour back into myself. And when I say I have not done anything, I did watch the whole new season of Umbrella Academy. I did re-watch Human Resources, you know, the, the spinoff of Big Mouth because that shit is so funny. What else have I watched? Of course, I rewatched watched Working Moms because that's my jam. And yeah, I've just been just been been resting and laying. I haven't been writing because that's another thing. I think that we we think showing up for ourselves sometimes means like, okay, I have to journal and then I have to do this and then I have to make sure that I do this and then I have to do my skincare and then I have to get the massage and then I have to do this and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes even that shit is, it's a lot. It's like too much. I didn't journal. I didn't do any reflecting. I did not, you know read books. I didn't read articles. I didn't read blogs. My ass just laid here and it was great. And I, that, I think that is how I showed up for myself during this time of my sickness. Right. (sighs) Okay. I feel like every time I'm getting ready to do my get them goals, I, I end like, I go like this. (sighs) I'm not going to change it. So it is what it is, (laughs) but (laughs) the get them goal for this week is can you allow someone to show up for you? And how are you deciding to show up for yourself this week? You showing up for yourself could be taking your vitamins seven days in a row. That's a win. That is a serious win. I think it's a win. I take my vitamins every day, but I think that that one is a serious win. You showing up for yourself could be staying off of social media for 30 minutes less than you did yesterday. 
it's it's all up to you and it's up to what you do to make yourself feel like a better human and to to feel like you are giving yourself the growth and the space that you need to to become the person that you you know want to be but yeah that's my get em goal and i think that that's just what i wanted to talk about today is is really the capacity to allow people to show up for you all right y'all Next week, this time I will be <laughs> in Bermuda. I still have a cough. I still have a cough because the Bermuda retreat is about to be popping. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for the sun. I'm ready to <sighs> take a break. And yeah, so turn your notifications on because it's about to be Liddy McLitlit. I can't wait to see my ace girl, Mary. And until next time, friends, be courageous, be sexy, be strong. I'll holla at you later. Bye. Fam, I am dying to know, have you joined Black Girls Poll Connect yet? Question mark. Question mark. Okay, guys, for years, I've listened to this community say that they wanted more opportunities to connect with other BGPers outside of retreats and events. And now we've finally created a space just for us, no matter where you are located. And you guys... We have packed this platform full of content from monthly webinars with BGP favorites and experts beyond the industry to virtual community meetups, discounts from the Connect BGP partners, Spotify playlists, first access to all the retreats, private Facebook group, blogs, and so much more. Head over to blackgirlspool.com, click BGP Connect in our navigation to sign up right now. There are monthly and yearly plans available. How's that sound? Maybe. Yes, you're signing up. You're going over. Okay. Okay, cool.